Hi! Welcome to The Game is Afoot. This is a podcast where queer guests... I'm back, baby! ...play games. I pick my jaw up off the floor real quick. <laughs> real quick. Put that back on. And do an interview. My secret is... This is published on the first and third Sunday of every month, so come join us. And I hope you have a good time. Bye! Hey, variables and special guests checking out this episode today. Thank you for trying out this indulgent project I put it on. I wanted to showcase a lot of the podcasts I've made friends with over a time at Control Group, and what better way than through a Royal Rumble, uh, which is copyrighted, so you will be listening to the Wet and Wild Regal Wrangle. Now, you don't need to know anything about the campaign going into this. It'll make the ending make a little bit more sense. And you'll get some backstory on some of the characters, but you can completely watch this one, listen to this one blind, listen to this one deaf, I guess? Anyway, my name is Dennis Veray. I will be playing every other wrestler, and with me, I have some players, and they're wrestlers. I'm Sarah, I'm with Control Group, and I will be playing Norman D. Addison. I'm Carrie, I'm with Control Group as well, and I will be playing Indica Sweet. My name is Hadley, I'm representing This American Life, and I am playing Stephen the Punisher. I'm Cassidy, my pronouns are she and they. I'm I'm technically from Apex City at Apex City Cast on Twitter. I've been on it. I don't. I'm not on the show. I'm, I've been on it though. I'm playing Red the Wolf Rider. I'm Tanner. My pronouns are they them. Today I am from Pokemon Adventures of the Millennium, and I'm playing Fang McFrost. I'm Jordan from Adventure Champs, and I'm gonna be playing Shane the Cowboy. I'm Kevin, also from Adventure Champs, and I'll be playing Phil Brooks. Hi, I'm Patrick Wall. I am. Also from, also, also from Adventure, Adventure, Chance, Chance. And I will be playing the middle manager. Hi, I'm Alora, and I'm from Adventure Champs, and I'll be playing Jane Goodall for you tonight. I'm Ian. I will be playing Lean Mean Mascot Jean. I represent um, Rise of Nyarlathotep through Ballad of the Seven Dice. Did I mention mine was a clown? Mine was a clown. Hi, I'm Lucas. I represent Battle of the Seven Dice, as well as Rising Elathotep, and I, today I will be playing the Dustnado, who is the playstyle the monster. Hello, I'm Eve, here with Rise of Nyarlathotep, and today I will be playing Sammy the Slam Burglar Sarasota, the Provocateur. I'm Tony. I'm playing uh, Malibu Ned Scrapple. I'm Kashan, and I play Jerry the Intern. I'm Adam, and I'm playing Grayson the Hammerhead Steel. And I'm Logan, and I'm playing Ranger Chris Cheney. You uh, click onto Netflix as your app to do every Saturday to check out a new episode of Iconic. Clash. You're excited for one of the biggest one-night-only events of the season, the Wet and Wild Regal Wrangle off the coast of Pensacola, Florida. A ring has been built for this event. 
Yes, there is a pole that juts out of the water of the Gulf of Mexico, and a ring is perched upon it. Stands for the stadium have been built out of the water as well. There are a few built in the sand and coastline as well, so you can watch from there. We see that the entrance ramp is built directly into the northern side of the ring, with a jumbotron above it. Our announcer desk mysteriously empty as this event begins. We look around the ring to see that there are cargo nets hanging from the west, east, and southern side of the ring. As we hear the familiar voice of our announcers, Bronny James Dio and Damian Lancaster, welcome all to another episode of Iconoclash. Today we present to you the one night only event, the Wet and Wild Regal Wrangle. I'm really excited about this one. How about you, Damian? Ah, uh, you know, I've been waiting for this one about all year, I feel like. We've got a lot of good wrestlers going into it, and only one can make it to the top of the hill. That's right, Damien. As we know, for the Wet and Wild Regal Wrangle, 30 competitors will enter that ring, and only one will win. You must defeat your opponent by throwing them over the top rope and having them land both feet into the water below. And we finally pan to where Damian Lancaster and Bronny James Dio are. And they're not at the announcer table. They're on fucking ski-doos around the <laughs> event, just jumping around doing sick flips and shit as they're announcing. Yes. <laughs> as we see the sun high above the Florida coastline, our event is about to begin. As you know, the school has forced their way into the number one spot. As their music drops, we watch as not one, not two, but 15 competitors head down the entryway <laughs> ramp and into the ring, the school following their leader, Grayson the Hammerhead Steel. We see the five main members of the school, Jab, Ripster, Big Slamu, and Streaks and El Tiburon as they stand triumphantly around a bunch of no-name members of the school, ready to take on whoever's next to come onto the Rumble. As after they all get settled around the ring, some of them climb down onto the cargo net below to keep themselves safe and give enough room in the ring. We have our second opponent enter the ring as we hear... It's the end of the world as I know it by R.E.M. Play <laughs> over the Jumbotron. Sarah, if you'll explain your entrance for me. So this kind of late 40s, early 50s uh, white man in these like kind of thick frame glasses. His medium brown hair is kind of shot with gray at the temples. He's wearing a pink button-up shirt and a nice brown cardigan. Uh, perfectly pressed khakis, and as his uh, boat shoes kind of hit, he's kind of finger gunning at the audience. He just kind of gives a big old smile. You give a big smile and you stop before heading into the ropes, and to which normally in this event you'd expect to see one other person since you, you drew the number two slot. Instead, you see 15 other people in the ring all against you. How are you feeling about this, Norman? Uh. Man, they thinking real highly of me. Fifteen whole oh, guys. Wow, we. Uh, it's gonna be tough, but I've raised kids. I can fight. I can wrestle fifteen guys. We'll all learn something here today. <laughs> <laughs> 
as you head into the ring, Sarah, I'm going to have you roll plus the custom move for the Ringle Wrangle, so you're going to roll plus okay. eight, which is stagnant stat, so that's going to be plus one to you. That's going to be a five. Oof! As with a five, this would net your elimination as the members of the school begin barraging you. It's a 15 on one as they dogpile you. They they lift you up like they do Spider-Man in the train scene in Spider-Man 2 <laughs> and begin pushing you towards the rope. At this time, you could use your one momentum to save yourself from elimination. I would like to save myself. <laughs> as you're getting lifted by the crowd, much in the vein of the Spider-Man 2 scene, one of the members of the school goes, hey, that dude's just about the same age as my dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a kid. He's just a kid. <laughs> And you're able to fight your way out of the school. And as you continue fighting them off, another entrance hits as the the countdown draws down. Five, four, three, two, one. As our third member of the Regal Wrangle enters, Carrie, if you'll describe Indica Sweets for me. Yeah, so Indica Sweets has green hair... Just like her favorite thing, weed. She's wearing kind of a black uh, onesie, like a one-piece little bikini kind of thing with long sleeves, and it has green weed leaves on it, and she's wearing matching huff socks, of course. Um, She's tatted up as shit, and she is smoking the biggest blunt you've ever seen. And uh, that's Indica. And then if you'll you'll perform that that theme music for me, like you said before. Yeah, here's my theme music. <coughs> boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, boom, ch, boom, boom, <coughs> boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, boom, ch, boom, boom. That's the gist of it. That's wonderful. That's perfect. Thanks. As <laughs> Indica, you you run into the ring itself. What what's your move? Are you are you going to help Norman D. Addison? Are you just taking on the school? Are you you playing possum? What's going on? So, I kind of want to chill uh, at this point. I'm playing not exactly playing possum, but kind of staying away from the main action for a second. Just taking a couple extra puffs of my blunt to really get myself in the zone. Yeah, you rest up in the corner of the ring while they're still beating the shit out of Norman on the other side of the <laughs> ring. <laughs> As you're watching a man get stomped, I'm gonna have you roll plus the custom move for me. Plus heat. Okay, that's a ten. Alright. With a ten, a couple of the school members who are like on the outside of jumping Norman eventually break off, realizing they're not getting any good kicks in, and they set your sights on you, Indica. As two of them head their way over, they try to outmaneuver you, but you're you're too quick. You're too in the zone with like a lot of your blunt nearly ashed. Uh, describe how you dispatch these two members. Yeah. So by the time they've gotten to me, I've taken a really sick fat rip of this <laughs> blunt, and so what I'm gonna do is just uh, discharge my weapon, so to speak. And uh, blow a big 
fat cloud. <laughs> Sorry, I really got congested there in my throat. You got an actual cloud. Very, very fitting. I got I blew a big fat cloud into their faces in my finishing move titled The Contact High. As you rip this nasty ganja at one of the members, or both of the members of the school, they're blinded. They they haven't experienced this dank before. As the contact <laughs> eye hits, both of them are clutching at their own lungs, unable to breathe. Uh, nearly, they grab the ropes to try to hold stable, but now their equilibrium is fucked up from how high they are immediately. And they fall over the top rope and into the water below as you the first two eliminations of this match. Fuck yeah. Jesus fucking <laughs> As you go to, as more members of the school break away from Norman and begin heading your way, we hear the countdown once again. Five, four, three, two, one. As Stephen the Punisher. Hadley, explain your character. Stephen the Punisher walks out. This guy is fucking ripped. Like, the, 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 there are veins popping out of every fucking thing, uh, out, out of every muscle that you could possibly imagine. This man has so much pent-up anger and rage and just pure horniness that, like, it's like it looks like he could explode at any minute, essentially. So he's walking out to it wasn't me, because as we know, the only person who has not fucked his wife is Stephen the Punisher. As we watch, your your Jumbotron is a sizzle reel. And normally a sizzle reel would have, like, all the cool moments of you wrestling. Instead, it's a sizzle reel of your wife, Jenny, as she is entangled with copious lovers over time, once and, once, once, and once again, but none of them you. And it, that's like, it's like, that's, that's, I start, I start, it start like, it starts off with that video, and then I go, and then, I got I got a big old speech in the beginning where I go, You see that? That is unacceptable! Stop fucking my wife! And I rip my uh, I rip whatever's left of my shirt off and I just have the tiniest motherfucker like like thong on, essentially. <laughs> like I yep. I have nothing but skin and thong. As members of the school like, initially end their combat with both Norman and Indica as they look up, realizing that Steven's there, as a lot of them look to each other and go like, oh, fuck. Like, I definitely slept with that dude's wife. Like, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't say as a lot of them begin backing up in cowardice as you head into the ring, Hadley. I'm gonna have you roll plus the custom move for me. So plus heat, plus one. Okay. Uh, I got a, a nine. All right. With a nine, you bowl into about ten members of the school, knocking them over with one giant spear as they realize they have to band together to attempt to try and eliminate you. Um, with a nine, you're going to take plus one momentum, and then the match is going to switch over as the school is splitting up well enough that there's enough people dealing with Norman, Indica, and Steven all at the same time. As the countdown whittles down once more, we've got our final entrance in this group of five. As we hear this very uh, kind of patriotic but regal music happen as who comes out but a female wrestler by the name of Athena Cami Long 
This is the Olympic wrestler uh, of the NWL. She she won Olympic wrestling in her youth with a torn fucking ACL. As she comes out, she's this beautiful black woman, definitely built, definitely toned. She's in this uh, red, white, and blue singlet. She has her gold medal around her neck as she comes in and immediately gets one of the members of the school into her finishing move, the ACL tear, as she begins <laughs> wrenching on their knee, bending the shit back and forth in unnatural ways before lifting them up and tossing them over the rope and eliminating one of the no-named members of the school. As we're going to switch over the match to Norman. All right. How many members of the school am I dealing with? Uh, you've got, like, four on you in the corner that are just taking turns kicking. All right, off. I'm gonna attempt to stand back up, and I think, and I'm gonna try to take down as many as I can with my finisher, the Are You Losing, Son? <laughs> All right, roll plus the custom. Oh, man. Jesus uh, I rolled a six. <laughs> oh, God! I'm not dice, I'm just disappointed. Oh my god, that's terrible. Uh, you're still able to get off the Are You Losing Son onto one of the All members right. of the school. <laughs> uh, so you, yeah. <laughs> you pull him into a big, tight dad hug, as we wished all of our fathers would hug us a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> you give him a belly-to-belly suplex down on the ground. But unfortunately, this doesn't get them over the top rope. As with a six uh, and under, this is a botch, so this is a failure. As the other two members link their arms together and give you a clothesline over the top rope, Sarah. Right. As Norman, you you fall into the water below. Your, your flip-flops rise to the surface before you do. <laughs> as... We'll switch over control of the match to Indica. You're on the opposite corner that Norman was, and you've got two members of the the school on you. Okay, let's see. I would like to... Can I attempt a double clothesline? Yeah, most definitely. You uh, hit the two members with the double clothesline. They pop back up pretty quickly, and now they're in the corner. What would you like to do? Let's see, I'm going to do give him a little contact high again, so I'm going to take a little take a little sip of my blunt and kind of blow it blow it into their little faces um, to incapacitate them. All right, roll them. plus custom move. Let's see. That's going to be uh, a 10. All right, with another 10, you give a contact high to both of these members of the school. Uh, one of them, you know... Has never, like, have you ever thought about your hands, you know? You're just kind of looking at your hands, and you're like, wow. They're, like, so complex. (laughs) And they help us do everything. Like, what would I do without my hands? But even you think you don't want to be, like, ableist, you're like, definitely there are people who think about their hands. (laughs) Like, live without their hands. So, like, that's something you can do. And in the meantime, you take the other member of the school, you lift them up way above your head, and toss him out of the ring and, and just a, a an impressive uh, feat of strength they belly flop into the water below as they've been eliminated yeah wait 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 let me take a let me take a celebratory hit of my blunt <laughs> you take a celebratory hit of your blunt <laughs> thanks 
Kay has to roll for that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're going to roll plus real for me, because drugs really affect your life. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, that'll be an eight, babe. All right. With an eight, uh, it, like, hits the back of your nose a little bit. <laughs> Um, and that, that disorients you, like, just a little bit. You're a little mixed up, you're, like, it's in your sinuses a bit. And in that moment, one of the named members of the school, L.T. Barone, grabs you by your singlet, <gasps> and then hucks you over the top Fuck! of Fuck! I was punished for my drug use! <laughs> As the, the more you know, Starship Rainbow happens. <laughs> Fuck. As your your chances at winning and your blunt are extinguished. God damn it! And we'll switch over to Steven Steven you've got like eight members of the school on you right now. What are you doing? I've got eight members of the school on me right now. All right. Uh, then my finisher is called the No-No Square. Oh, my God. Um, and <laughs> it's just it's just me running around uh, the ring creating boundaries, both physical and metaphorical. As Roll for me. Roll for me. Before I, before I describe what the fuck has happened right here. Um, I got, oh, I got a twelve. As you run around the ring, shoulder tackling, lariating, and just generally spine busting members of the school, much like a mime, creates a physical boundary that is impassable through the power of imagination. The way you've run around has created a maze-like structure within the ring and we watch as all of the members of the school buy into this kayfabe they pretend like these walls are real it's like the you remember that scene in 13 ghosts with matthew lillard in that one hallway that keeps on shifting unfortunately yeah. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> uh, but unfortunately steven you've locked yourself in your own little no-no square with Athena Cami Long, as she's gonna get you in the ACL tear, and I'm gonna have you roll again for me, Hadley. Oh God, this. Gonna... Uh, do I get a modifier on this one, or is it just dead ass what I rolled? Plus one. Oh, okay, then in that case, I got a thirteen last time, and I definitely got a eight this time. All right, with the eight, you feel your patella move around as Athena Cami Long is manipulating the joints in your leg as she's lifting your leg up in the air with you underneath it. She's got you in like a fish hook, like when you hang up a big fish after catching it. And she lifts you so far up that she can whisper to you, I also fucked your wife. As she lifts you up and brings you to the top rope, as she's still manipulating the joints in your leg, you grab onto the top ropes, trying your best not to uh, let go. She flips you over, and now you're just hanging on the outside of the ring by the top rope. You have any last words, Steven? I look at... I, <laughs> any last words? I look at her and I go, I know you did. Everybody has. <laughs> <laughs> and then she hits you with a running knee into the back of your head. You let go of the rope and fall in the water below. 
It's the that's the saddest fucking death. Man. Top ten saddest anime deaths of all time. Like if you cry. As you you sink into the water below, one of the members of the once again the members of the school outnumber Athena, so they quickly sneak behind her and shove her over the top rope, eliminating her immediately after. As we switch over to the view of our announcers, Bronny James Dio and Damian Lancaster, it's like, this regal wrangle is off to a wild start, wouldn't you say, Damian? As Damian goes, yeah, it's wild indeed, as we see, as Damian is on the jet ski, we watch as feminine hands wrap around Damian, and we see over his shoulder, who else but Jenny, Steven's wife! (laughs) No! Can I see... Do I see this? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) No! (laughs) I just start crying, adding my tears to the large pool of water that I'm floating in. We watch as five more members of the school run down into the ring, padding out their numbers even further. As we look at the ring, the school is standing strong, determinate, high-fiving each other, thinking this will be a, a walk in the park as far as they're concerned, but things might change, and they might change quick as the buzzer slowly starts to wheel down. It goes five, four, three, two, one. As Red the Wolf Rider, if you'll explain your wrestler and your entrance for me, Cassidy. Yeah, so it's kind of like a red... Riding Hood kind of theme, but like with like a wolf print on like the uh, like the boots and uh, like sports bra thing, and like she just runs out as like a wolf howl sort of goes out, and the music hits. It's probably like you know some some grungy butt rock. Um, literally no substance to it, uh, as she just like rips off the the Red Riding Hood part and just takes off down the ramp at full speed. So which which Sonic song do you want it to be? I guess it's probably, like, the beginning part of, uh, all of me. (laughs) As you rip down the, the constructed catwalk towards the ring, are you on all fours? Is your... Are you, like, Uh, full It probably started that way. Like, it probably started in, like, a sprinter stance, almost. Yeah, as you, you head out, uh, in a sprinter stance and run into the ring. Yeah, just, like, a, a leap through, like, the middle ropes. The school has trouble with actual good wrestlers, so they freak out a little bit. They begin dispersing, uh, creating a little ring around you. They also have problems with animals canonically. So Big Slamu, who is a member of the school, is kind of hiked up on one of the turnbuckles, trying to get the furthest away from you possible. As you head into the ring, uh, describe some of the damage you do. You got 15 people surrounding you sizing you up what would you like to do i think i'm just gonna grab the closest one and just throw it at one of the other ones on the opposite side just like whip them across the ring (laughs) you give them an irish whip as there's too many people in this ring currently as they bump into another person this starts a little chain reaction of people accidentally bumping into each other and getting really upset about it as you irish whip one of the members of the school into the other he bumps into his guy and he's like hey what are you that's not cool, man. Don't, like, push into me as that guy kind of wheels around. He pushes into another person, and they're like, um, excuse me, did you just bump into me? As a bunch of infighting starts amongst the school. How do you take advantage of this 
uh, whichever one has like gotten to the biggest. Like I imagine there's probably like a, a part where there's like three or four people all ganging up on like one or two of them at yeah. some point. And I think uh, Red's just gonna like jump into that group, just throw all of her body <laughs> weight into it. You essentially like jump up and give a crossbody to about three or four of them as they realize that none of them are the problem, that they have one foe in the ring, so infighting isn't going to help them as they kind of line up like a giant set of bowling pins. And at this time, if you want to unleash like a finishing move or something special, now would be your chance. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to like look lock eyes directly with the largest one of them and just like fully tackle them against the ropes and see if I can get them over with it. Yeah, perfect. I'm going to have you roll plus the custom move. So you're going to roll 2d6 plus heat. Oh, uh, that is a 13! <laughs> As <laughs> you lock eyes with Big Slamu, the, the biggest member of the school, he canonically has real big trouble with animal people and animals in general. So, he is going to offer up a tinier member of the school to you as you come rushing in for your pounce. Uh, he essentially just throws someone else in your way, so when you actually collide with them, you hit them mid-air. And as you kind of shoulder-tackle them, they fly off in the opposite direction, over the ropes, and splash into the water below. Eliminating them. And as we hear that splash, the countdown works its way again five four three i let out a big (laughs) you as the buzzer hits tanner if you'll explain fang mcfrost for us so fang mcfrost who got his name from a sheaf of papers he found in the trash outside of stone cold steve austin's apartment and got his costume from the top half of a mascot costume found in the trash outside his high school. He enters wearing the top half of a saber-toothed tiger mascot costume, but spray-painted pale blue, so it just looks real nasty. And the bottom half is just jorts and sneakers. And he comes out, and he tries to do a backspin like a b-boy, and it kind of fails, so he just kind of scoots in a circle on the ground before standing up again. As we watch the worst furry you've ever seen come out. Um, you head into the ring. You struggle to get over the ropes a little. (laughs) I I try to go between them instead of over them, and so my head gets stuck. That's the exact joke I was going for, too. (laughs) You get stuck a little. As a couple members of the school, like, help you up, they lift lift up the top rope so you can escape a little. You thank them. They're like, oh, no problem, as you head over the top rope and into the ring. They square off against you as they get you and Red the Wolf Rider kind of back-to-back as they're encircling you with about 14 members left. What would you like to do, Tanner? Uh, I'm going to go up to the nearest one. I'm going to slap them in the face, and then I'm going to jump up and drop kick them. Alright. <laughs> You're able to drop kick one of the unnamed members of the school as they kind of bounce into the turnbuckle as other members scoot out of the way to make room for them. It takes a lot of athleticism to pull off a standing drop kick. I'm impressed. Yeah, especially in a, a mascot costume. <laughs> well, it's only half of a mascot costume. So <laughs> yeah, true, true. The center of balance is just off kilter enough I can <laughs> turn, turn 90 degrees from standing. 
Whether you just you jump to up. Not. Yeah. <laughs> As you you drop kick him into the turnbuckle, he's he's stunned. He's dazed a little. What would you like to do? I'm gonna run, and I'm gonna get his head wedged in my mascot mouth, and then gonna use that to throw <laughs> him out of the ring. Roll plus the custom move for me. That's plus one, right? Yep. <laughs> that is eleven. Jesus! <laughs> you do. You Turn do Wario's. You do Wario's neutral beef. Super Smash Bros. <laughs> you chomp down on him with your mascot head. He screams in terror inside. It echoes throughout the whole ring and over the waves of the Gulf of Mexico to the fans as they're going crazy as... Uh, have you ever seen those, the, the gifs of people at, like, a sports game and they have the mascot that is, like, an inflatable suit so they can, like, physically eat people inside of the suit? Yeah, yeah. the Among Us Halloween costume. <laughs> or the Among Us Halloween costume, exactly. As you swallow half of this member from the school, you spit them back up over the top rope as they go splashing down <laughs> below you. As another entrance makes its way, the buzzer beats as one half of the tag team champions, Amy Pretty Bird Kitts, makes her way about halfway down the ramp. She's this very punk archetype. Uh, half a shaved head, wearing a, a jean jacket, uh, wide open, has nothing underneath it, but tastefully covered. As everyone kind of amps up, ready for her to head into the ring, she just waits. Waits out the timer. She knows she can't be eliminated if she never steps foot in the ring. And as the timer whittles down again, it's her tag team partner that enters. Kenshi Menomaru, one of the top talents from Japan, a shining ray of hope from the land of the rising sun. As we see this shorter man, he's got a luchador mask on, bright white get-up-for-pants, bright white mask, as <laughs> the, uh, Kenshi speaks only in Japanese, but luckily everyone's had time on the indies, so everyone understands the Japanese and can speak full English back to him. But as he kind of scolds Amy in Japanese that you shouldn't be playing by these these rough and tumble rules. You should get into the ring and show off your best effort as they get into a little skirmish outside of the ring with words. This takes enough time for the final entrant in your block to come out. We hear this very nice and pop music as Emily Pockets makes her way out to the ring, kind of one of the four members of her faction, the Alphabet Mafia, as she heads out <laughs> and does her usual entrance where she comes out, she shows her fingerless gloves, and then shoves them into the pockets of her dress. And everyone goes like, wow, that dress has pockets, it's really nice. As, as she's enjoying that, that height, that little bit of serotonin you get from your dress having pockets. Amy Pretty Bird Kits comes up and clotheslines her, straight down off of the entrance ramp and down into the water below. Technically, she's not eliminated, but 
we don't see Emily Pockets ever again. No, she's not gonna, like, <laughs> climb up, like, a, one of the riggings, like, coming out of the water. Don't spoil it, Cassidy! Okay, you can edit it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't edit this podcast. What are you talking <laughs> I leave it all in. This is farm to tape podcasting. <laughs> yep. As Amy Kitts and Kenshi Menomaru finally head into the ring, we'll shift our energy back towards Red. What are you up to? Probably just sort of like like having a standoff against like three different members of the school. Yeah, they're they're encircling you a little bit as they're. They're afraid of you. You're you're technically the first person to eliminate a member of the school thus far. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna big boot one of them into one of the other ones and just knock them flat on their on their butts. Their keisters. The keisters. As you're able to big boot uh, a smaller one into a bigger one, they they prat fall into each other, it, and you're left with a one on one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I was I'm gonna like like do kind of like a clothesline grab at them, and maybe they'll mm-hmm. duck underneath. And yeah. then, as soon as they get up to sort of, like, you know, taunt about it, I'm just gonna, like, back elbow them. Ooh, a little, a little Judas elbow as you spin around quickly and catches them in the side of the head. As they go down pretty fast, they slowly use the ropes to head back up as they are leaning against the ropes. Very tired. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go for, like, Getting as much run up as I can. I, you know, there's a lot of people in the ring still. Yeah, just gonna like, you know, clothesline them over. <laughs> it's your time for the spot, so obviously they clear their way, so you can get a full off the ropes run as you go for this clothesline. I'm gonna have you roll plus the custom move for me. All right, that's gonna be a nine total. All right, with a nine, you're able to clothesline the member of the school over. Uh, however, they get enough sense about them to grab at the cargo rope as they're falling down, and they catch themselves in the net. And as you look over, discouraged, maybe you're not for some time, as you see in the water below, <laughs> bubbling arises as something reaches out of the water itself and grabs onto the heel of this member of the school and begins dragging them down into the water below uh, as the member of the school Wilhelm screams and gets sunk down into the abyss we watch climbing out of it none other than Emily Pockets uh, I, I think Red's like very like wide eyed stared as like the whole like horror like dragging into the ocean is happening but it's supposed to just be like Emily Pockets she's gonna reach down an arm <laughs> as you you back into the center of the ring emily pockets has made her way up onto the apron she climbs in between the ropes and then she empties out her pockets which are now filled with water and this is extremely ominous for no one reason one fish one fish <laughs> one fish flops out well, what is the gulf of mexico if not one big pocket <laughs> stop you're giving her too much power <laughs> As that stare-off happens, Fang, what are you up to? So Fang is going to go up to the closest member of the school, he's going to grab them by their head, he's going to try to freeze them solid with his ice powers. Now, I'm coming in pretty blind. Do ice powers exist in this setting? I want you to roll for it. Okay. That's a six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fate loves me sometimes. As you 
<laughs> you end up kicking one of the members of the school in the midsection. They drop down to their knees, and you dramatically, uh, slowly reach over to them. You put both of your hands on either side of their cheeks with a your, your forefingers, the fingertips firmly grasping the back of their head with your thumbs placed gently against their cheekbones as everyone in the ring just kind of stops wrestling, afraid, terrified of what may happen. As you concentrate, we hear the audience even silently hush, not knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say anything to try to activate your ice powers, Stan? Chill out, man. As a cool breeze heads over the Gulf of Mexico and whips through everyone. Nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) The member of the school slowly opens one of their eyes, afraid of their near imminent death, realizing nothing's going to happen as they, they lift you up like a toddler. Just underneath your armpits. <laughs> and they just kind of move your legs over the top rope. And they just kind of have you hang in there. Um, <laughs> at this time, you can spend uh, one of the currency in the game, a momentum, to save yourself at this point. Or if you just want to get eliminated, you can. I, I think I think I am too... Because my, my eyes are closed in concentration, I'm still trying to use my ice powers. I am not aware <laughs> that I have been hoisted over the ropes. The the member of the school, you know, kind of a lower-trained wrestler, not that good on the mic, obviously why they're unnamed in this campaign, tries to get off a cool one-liner on you as they have you hoisted over. Hey man, you look thirsty. Why don't you have a drink? <laughs> hey man. As the crowd goes mild. As... <laughs> He lets go, and Tanner, you free fall into the Gulf of Mexico itself. What's that man's name? I gotta buy one of his shirts. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that as Fang falls, the spirit of the Sabertooth <laughs> goes into that guy's body, and that's how he gains his name. <laughs> By which you mean the mascot head falls off and lands on him. Yeah. <laughs> As the, the the essence of Sabretooth floats through the air, and this new... I'm, I'm gonna use Sabretooth for the rest of Sabretooth's <laughs> canon now, as this unnamed member of the school becomes Sabretooth, as your mascot head floats in the Gulf of Mexico. You go to search for it, Fang, but we watch as it's dragged underwater by something else. As we cut back to the ring, we watch as our tag team champions, showing a little bit of synergy amongst themselves, you know, a little a little argument can happen between partners, but they work through it in the ring as we watch them use each other to Irish whip each other uh, against the ropes, gain speed, as we watch them do a cool, synchronized double drop kick eliminating two members of the school as they kick back up. We'll switch it back over to you, Casty. What's Red up to? Uh, I think Red is, like, in this, like, constantly changing battle with pockets. (laughs) Yes. Just, like, you know, like, they lock up 
one of them goes for like uh, an Irish whip, the other one reverses it, throws them into the ropes, they bounce back, one of them goes to like, you know, uh, slam them, it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm dragging you over with me, etc, etc. Mm-hmm. And eventually they go to do like another lockup, <laughs> and just like, Red like, stops, steps back from the lockup, and just like, slowly turns and looks at all of the remaining members of the school. <laughs> <laughs> As they just watch once you're doing your spots, they're just kind of, like, having the time of their lives. As they're, like, you can hear two of them whisper, like, you can feel this chemistry, right? Like, this is, they work together really well as another one. It's like, yeah, I can tell there's something there. Like, I don't even, I don't know them from, like, the locker room. Are they, like, dating or something? Uh, and then Red's gonna, like, hold out her hand to, <laughs> to Pockets, like, as she just, like, stare, like, looks... Looks at Pockets and then looks over at Big Slamu, who's still in the ring. <laughs> As <laughs> Pockets grabs your arm, you you link up at the forearms and you go in for a double clothesline. I don't know uh-huh. if you roll for me. Alright, that's going to be an eight. Alright, with an eight, both of you slam into Big Slamu, but he is a beefy guy as he he no-sells this. He breaks through your arms like a game of Red Rover. It's Red Rider. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Big Slamu goes over to Emily Pockets and picks her up via the pockets. Reaches in from the side. Pulls both of her pockets out. Bunny ears her, and then grabs both the bunny ears, and from this does a German suplex over the top rope with her as Emily Pockets falls into the drink of the world. No! <laughs> as you can you can take this opportunity to, to hulk up Red if you need to. Yeah, yeah, if he's like German soup, I'm imagining he's getting like a nice crisp bridge on this. Yes! <laughs> And so, like, his shoulders are resting on the ropes already. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna just try and lift. Just, like, <laughs> full on, like, squat down, like, full body deadlift. Yeah, you you go to grab some of his legs, you're having trouble, as a couple members, unnamed members of the school, and Sabretooth are trying to kick you off, as Amy Kitts and Kenshi Menomaru also come over. They try to break off some of the members to help you lift up big slamu and as two of the members of the school kind of grab on to big slamu's arms they're essentially they've wrapped their arms around big slamu's and the rope itself to try and tether him down by the arms as you three are lifting by the legs and here's where i'll have you roll again for custom move oh no (laughs) (laughs) it's a four oof as Big Slamu, with this new tether from the other members of the school, Big Slamu rolls over the ropes, kind of getting caught in them himself, but with the members of the school holding on, he's able to retain (laughs) some of his balance as he goes over the ropes. But since you're attached to his legs, really, all three of you go flying over, holding on to Big Slamu's meaty legs as you bonk into the apron after the full flip. Both Amy Kitts and Kenshi Metamaru break their grasp. They fall into the drink below. As you can hear bickering below as they resurface, yelling at each other uh, that they should have held on a little bit better. 
as <laughs> Big Slamu untangles himself from the ropes and he stands on the apron and looks on to you who has had the opportunity to grab onto the cargo net as your little thingies hang on to the side of the apron as you try to climb up. Big Slamu looks at you as he gently presses his big boot onto your little thingies and presses down. I want to spend a momentum! (laughs) (laughs) You spend your momentum and you hold on no matter how much Big Slamu slams on your little thingies. You're able to... I want to do... Okay, so you're familiar with the salmon ladder, right? (laughs) Yeah. I want to salmon ladder up and just, like, grab onto his waist (laughs) instead of the cargo net. You salmon ladder up, and I'm have you roll again. I don't care if I go down. I'm taking down this man. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be an eight. All right. With an eight, you will be able to take someone down with you. Unfortunately, it's not going to be a big slam, though. As someone is able to slide in between the middle ropes as you're salmon laddering up. Push Big Slamu out of the way. And as you grab a hold of their waist, you come face to face with Sabretooth. <laughs> trying to get his moment in the sun, saving the person he loves the most, which is Big Slamu. As they, they lock eyes and whisper, I love you. <laughs> Red the Wolf Rider, as you're still midair during this salmon ladder. All of this slowing down Max Payne bullet time style. As you <laughs> grab a hold, you you turn around. I guess you, you German suplex midair um, if you have enough strength the salmon ladder that high. And then you just kind of leaf hurricane down into the drink below, <laughs> eliminating both yourself and Sabretooth as the waves coast over you uh you get yourself on a little doggy paddle and you find emily pockets again nice yeah thank <laughs> you little thing you get a waifu you know <laughs> we watch as the school becomes sort of complacent in their position in the rumble they have lost a few members but what's a little chump change when it comes to the school they made it about halfway through the wet and wild regal wrangle at this point and who could possibly stop them? A few attempts towards Big Slamu is nothing when you still have Streaks, Ripster, Jab, and El Tiburon to back you up. As we wait for the next competitor, the countdown draws near, the audience shouts, Five, four, three, two, one. As instead of the Jumbotron displaying an entrance theme, and their little sizzle reel or a package promo, we encounter a little bit of a malfunction backstage as it cycles through a couple things, but the timer switches not to the one we've been seeing tonight of the 10 second timer, but to the timer we've been seeing for the month leading up to the event, the one that slowly ticked down to the wet and wild regal wrangle itself it's except it's a little it's a little off if it seems to be kept up in real time however if you you do the math it still says there's like 45 minutes left as it continues counting down we hear a groan sorry from the back as jerry the intern is trying their best to 
hold up this event since he is the last remaining intern. But no competitor comes out in the number 11 spot. The school continues stretching it out, waiting for what's to happen next. Until we finally get the countdown for the number 12 entrance. To which, once again, the same thing happens. The countdown pops up a minute and a half shorter than it was a moment ago. But no wrestler comes out. The school grab a mic, cut a promo. We watch as (laughs) Big Slamu takes the mic. As he's already been having one hell of a night thus far. You know, everyone's afraid to test their might against the school. Because if they can't make it through us, how the hell are they going to be able to make it through our leader, Grayson the Hammerhead Steel? As the countdown finishes once more for the entrant at number 13, we finally do hear entrance music. As we hear the infamous shave and a haircut two bits knock as some extreme heavy metal pops up. We watch as Buzzcut Billy makes his way to the stage. He's sitting there, he's got a singlet on, it's light blue, and it's got BB embossed kind of on his midsection and a a fancy cursive as he comes out, (laughs) Buzzcut and all. He loves to rub his head as he's coming down to the ring. He stops on the ramp before heading into the match itself, kind of taking note from Amy Kitts in Kenshi Manamaru, the, the entrance prior, as he tries to wait out for hopefully some cavalry. As the countdown goes once again, 14 and 15 from the Wet Wild Regal Wrangle are also missing. Buzzcut Billy, not sure what to do, it's tossed to Mike. Yeah, uh, you know what? I took out the other competitors backstage. Yeah, people have been talking about Buzzcut Billy for a while, but people haven't been talking at the right length. You know, these these people backstage weren't afraid of me. They were they were shaving it too close to the surface, you know, so I had to give them the razor blade. I had to give them the two bits backstage, you know, because with Buzzcut Billy, you get too close, you catch the fade. As he tries his best to coin a catchphrase. But we watch as Buzzcut Billy goes to toss the mic back. There's a lot of uncertainty in his face. His eyes are shifting a lot. We don't know if that entire story is true at all. Maybe bits of it that someone took out the other competitors backstage. and Buzzcut Billy just happened to be lucky enough to survive. As he heads into the ring with this promo, Buzzcut Billy does get a little pop from it. The the school is afraid, but it's still a 10 on 1. As Buzzcut Billy immediately heads into the ring, he performs his finishing move two bits, which is a Frankensteiner. He runs across the ropes, jumps up onto a no-named member of the school, landing on their shoulders crotch to face, and then he immediately with this momentum tries to pull off a backflip which ends up with the opponent's head hitting the ground. 
due to your, your thighs squishing against them. As Buzzcut Billy goes to eliminate this competitor, however, the rest of the school barrage him, dogpile him. And it's like the scene in The Matrix 2, where all of the, the Mr. Smiths crowd around Keanu Reeves, and Buzzcut Billy pushes them all off, big slam move even, as... Who runs up but El Tiburon, the masked member of the school, grabbing Buzzcut Billy by his singlet and then hurling him over the ropes and into the drink below. And as the school look around, hoping that the chaos of whatever's going on backstage or these technical malfunctions have been dealt with, look on for their next competitors. As we look over the school, still steadfast in their numbers, there's about ten members of the school left, hoisting up their five main members. As we know, these are the leaders of the school under Grayson the Hammerhead Steel. As the countdown whittles down, five, four, three, two, one, bam! Patrick, if you'll describe the entrance for the middle manager for me. Coming in at number 16. He walks out wearing khaki pants, a navy blue blazer, a white button-down shirt, and he's got his dockers on. He's got his um, Steve Madden square-toed shoes. He's got no chin, no chin to speak of. Clean-shaven, doesn't try to hide it. Just greasy. He's the middle manager starts handing out forms to the audience. They look at them. They're all tax forms to fill out for employment. He tells them, you need to have this filled out before we can even, even think to pay you. Please get in touch with Deborah from HR. She will be here to, to help you do that. Um, no, you cannot have the day off. As Bronny James Dio, one of the announcers for the NWL, speaks <laughs> up, I can't believe this. The middle manager is back. As we know, this is the former general manager of the NWL, uh, largely hated by our audience and viewers, but coming back for what we can only assume as one last match as Damian Lancaster. The other announcer goes, You're right there. I really hated this fucking prick. And I hope he gets tossed over that top rope and right down into the water below. Now he speaks up. Now, if you're going to talk about me like that, we're going to have to go to HR because that was really not a workplace-appropriate conversation. And that really, it's gonna, it hurts team building. And it really affects the synergy here. Um, and that's what we're all here for, right? Synergy. As you head into the ring, middle manager, you end up squaring up with one of the members of the school. And essentially what I'm going to have you do, I'm going to have you roll two d6 plus heat, which is one. That will be a seven. All right. With a seven, describe how you're trying to rough up this member of the school. I have my 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 paper still, and I'm trying to give him paper cuts. Just trying to give him paper cuts. I'm trying to get him in between that, in between <laughs> the fingers. Just trying to get him. Death by a thousand cuts. Yes. Unfortunately, with a seven, the other members of the school begin barraging you with blows. It's they begin walloping on you, creating a little uh, dog uh, pile. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't approved. This is more contact. Uh, we all went to the trainings. You know this isn't appropriate. Harassment, harassment. As the countdown continues again, five, four, three, two, one. Bam. 
Evan, if you'll explain Phil Brooks to us in his entrance. Hi, I'm Phil Brooks. As you can see, bountiful beard, wearing jeans, wearing a white t-shirt. Brought my own microphone. Fuck you. Get out of my face. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, okay, cool. So it's the school and the middle manager. We have middle school in the ring right now. Unfortunately, it's a classless middle school that's about to take recess. Let's see. I will actually now do all of my bits and jokes while you all fight each other. See, Grayson. Grayson, you're kind of a dick. You know right, Dick Grayson? Because you're second in command. Because I'm running this shit. That's a Robin joke, people in the audience. You don't understand what I'm saying right now. Because all of you are as ignorant as all the people in that ring. Because they haven't finished school. They're in the middle of school right now. Uh, LT Barone. Feels offensive for me to make jokes about you, so I'm going to go down the list past you. Thank you so much. Um, I My jabs will leave streaks across all of your faces. Did you guys see what I was saying just then? I haven't learned the rest of your names because I don't care because I'm about to kick all of your asses right now. So let me actually throw this down, and I'm going to sprint down the ramp into the ring. Yeah, you slide in as all of the members of the school jump up as you're cutting this promo. Very offended. They aren't middle school. They're the big leagues. As they I run back out of the ring and be like, minor <laughs> leaks, and then throw the mic back down and sprint back into the ring. You sprint back into the ring, and I'm going to have you roll 2d6 for me. The test will move for the real wrangle. Nine. As you're able to fend them off, describe some of your moves in the ring. Oh, uh, first one goes for a clothesline, so I'm obviously going to duck under. Yeah. And then I'm going to turn and super kick that one that <laughs> missed. Uh, I'll probably, the second one, just like a snap pullover over my shoulder. I'm assuming wrestling fans are going to be listening to this. There's a snap pullover. But then I do the back of the head drop kick on that one. And then the third one, I'll probably just get into a front face lock. And I assume that's as far as I get into that. Yeah, but as you're in the front face lock, other bigger names from the school start heading over your way until the countdown begins again. Jordan, if you'll describe Shane for us. Shane's a dark and handsome cowboy who uh, walks out and he is wearing <laughs> black <laughs> jeans and uh, one of those cowboy shirts and he's gonna pull um, he's gonna open his hat and pull a rose out and hand it to somebody in the audience yeah you float the rose over to the audience Shane's trying to float <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shane's uh, makes eyes with an audience member that he gives a rose to and they're sexual eyes and then um, he's the same thing Kind of okay. Strong and silent type. Yeah. As you head into the ring, I'll have you roll for the custom move for me. That's a eight. Alright. With an eight, describe some of your moves as some of the members of the school break away from the middle manager and Phil Brooks to begin attacking you. So one of his <laughs> mostly he does some really artful last minute dodging that sends everybody kind of reeling. But at some point he turns around like he's gonna pull his guns out, but then he punches them. <laughs> you get him with the, the fake shootout. As yeah. that move is called. I'm gonna shoot you. Boom. <laughs> A classic tenet in the cowboy wrestling scene. As you punch them, they go down. The countdown dwindles down again. Six, five, four, three, two, one. As Laura, if you'll describe Jane Goodall for us. <laughs> Sorry. Well, she is entering. She's walking calmly and waving at everybody. And she approaches the announcer table and takes a seat and she says, I'm so sorry I have not prepared any answers. I was not given a question sheet because she is convinced this is an interview about human and ape behavior. 
an observation between behaviors of humans and interactions between others. So she's very confused about why she is here, but she is ready to answer any and all questions. Why else would she be here? Ah, <laughs> uh, you'll actually be experiencing a lot of ape-like behavior, Jane Goodall. Oh, wonderful. you are currently the next wrestler in the Wet n Wild Regal ring. So Excuse if you'll head me. in there, you'll, you'll get a nice... Tight look at the action. You you want me to enter the fray? Unfortunately, it is the rules if you get called in at a number. You've been called in at number 19. Okay. Uh, Bronny James Dio cuts in. You have to wrestle until you are eliminated by being thrown over the top rope and falling into the water below. Okay. She gets up and she climbs in. <laughs> <laughs> you head down to the ramp and into the ring. And I'll have you roll plus custom move for me. Okay. Plus one. That's five. Jane Goodall, you head into the ring, and this is literally just Jane Goodall, a frail, older woman. <laughs> As yes. you go to hit your your finishing move, Gorilla's in the mist. <laughs> One of <laughs> Streaks is able to counter out of it and hold you over the top rope, gesturing that they're going to throw you in. And at this time, Allura, you can spend a momentum to negate your own elimination at this point. Or you can just take it if you really wanted to. I think she's just going to take it. She's really confused. Oh, <laughs> Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall falls to the water below <laughs> and splashes <laughs> it in one of our quickest eliminations of the night. As the Jumbotron counts down one more time as the number 20 entrance begins to enter, we hear this nice regal music as Bronny James Dio kicks up. Can it be? Is this the richest man in NWL? As Damian Lancaster kicks in. It has to be! That's Matt Lunt! As the most posh-looking dude you have ever seen comes whipping out. He's in a nice three-piece suit. Armani. Dior. He's got chains around his neck. The finest rings along his fingers. (laughs) As he (laughs) heads into the ring. He begins just pulling out wads of cash and offering them to the members of the school to just jump over and eliminate themselves. And three of them do. They take the wad of cash, they step right over that top rope, and fall into the water below. As we're going to cut back over to the middle manager, you've got control of the match. Okay, so the middle manager is going to, he's going to look and he's going to say, No kickbacks! And he runs, and he, like, sprints over, and he's gonna, like, just tackle him to the ground, and as he's tackling him to the ground, he screams, I got my clothes at Men's Warehouse! And then he, uh, pulls out a stapler from his, uh, pocket. Oh my god. Uh, roll plus custom move for me. Um, seven. <laughs> I would like to spend, can I spend my forward to make that work? It or? would still be a seven to nine. With an eight, so you'd okay, still be in that right. same range. Yeah. Okay. As you begin stapling one of the members of the school, they scream in agony, but you're not getting them over the top rope, so it's not an elimination. But they are having a bad time as of right now, as we'll switch control over to Phil Brooks. Do I have the front face lock right in? Yeah, you're still in that front face lock. Okay, cool. I'm going to shove him off mm-hmm. and then dive through the second rope yeah. at Matt Lutz. <laughs> as. 
Because it's over the top, correct? Yeah, it's over the okay, top. We'll get cool. you eliminated. I'm going to dive into Matt Lunt before... Because he's just tossing money around. So yeah, as Matt Lunt is still on the entryway into the ring, you dive your way out of all this. That's a move. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to go poorly. That's a four total. Yep. As you dive through the middle rope, Matt Lunt does have all this money and can pay off wrestlers. But he's a damn good wrestler. As he catches your your missile spear through the middle rope, he gets you in essentially a DDT formation. Onto the, side, onto the walkway? <laughs> onto the walkway itself. And as you roll around, <laughs> the walkway itself has nothing but water underneath it as well. So Matt Lunt essentially throws you back into the ring just to bring you back over the top rope, back onto it. So if you land in the water now, it will be elimination. Shit. As in your dis- disoriented state after that DVT, he-, he pushes you over that water. Well, then I'm going to use my save. Yeah, you just save. save. Use my save. <laughs> and you're able to counter out of it as you turn a second DVT into a stalling full vertical suplex. <sighs> As you yeah, just I love this. Oh, sorry, I can fully image everything. <laughs> you drop Matt Lunt head first into the water below, and then head back into the ring. As control of the match will switch over to Shane. We say it was a brain buster. It was a brain buster. <laughs> is it, yeah, is it crazy if Shane goes for like a fake intimate moment with someone? No, it's <laughs> go to smooch this someone. It's not and the then most insane thing that's happened in this run. <laughs> okay, so Shane's gonna. I go up to the middle manager and I, I cup him with my hands and I'm like you don't have to do this there's a life out there waiting for you you don't have to and then we look at each other's eyes and I look at his eyes and I just look a very sensual and then I want to toss him yeah as as you try to whatever whatever happens I scream inappropriate workplace contact (laughs) (laughs) so for this I'm not going to have you roll plus the custom move I'm going to have you roll plus the stat look which with your playbook is plus two as you <laughs> kiss the middle manager and he screams inappropriate. We all just kind of watch the audience. It's like, oh, <laughs> I release my front face lock and turn. <laughs> Everyone's just kind of watching it. Uh, there's a kid in Ohio that's really loving the shit out of this and discovering things about themselves. <laughs> As Control is going to switch back over to the middle manager. I'm going to look and I'm going to say, let's leave the world of corporate drudgery behind. And I try to pull both of us off into the... <laughs> oh, shit. Hell yeah, we're all supposed to for me. That is... That's an eight. No, it's a nine. It's a nine. But I could put it to push it to a ten with my move, right? Yeah, I'll sure could. Yep. <laughs> you waste your momentum as you embrace over the top rope. It's that hot, steamy kind of TV kissing, like right before the fuck, where you're just like pushing each other around very aggressively. Until you both get up onto the top rope in the corner, uh, pushing each other on the top of the corner buckle, <laughs> as you embrace and just fall over in your entanglement into the, the Gulf of Mexico below, <laughs> eliminating both of you. <laughs> we're and we're just now passionately making out in in the water <laughs> in the water in the as, Gulf of Mexico in the Gulf, as you're the floating, <laughs> you're kissing each other. <laughs> The audience is going apeshit, by the way. They love this little Where's the audience, by the way, if we're surrounded by the Gulf of Mexico? They're in a floating set of stairs. Okay, good. Yeah, just like ten feet out. 
as we've, we'll kick it back to Phil Brooks. So you guys are all known wrestling fans. I'm trying to stay in this match <laughs> as long as I can. Phil Brooks is trying his best to stay, except you've got seven members of the school in your way. I, I somehow find my way to a microphone. <laughs> you, since you're still on the entry ramp, you go and pick up your microphone from earlier. Only seven? Only seven? That's the only thing. Like 30 seconds, probably. So take, well, your guys' lunch period. I'm sure the school knows what lunch period is. And I'm going to run in, I'll just fucking go for jabs and try and literally take my momentum to cup his neck and throw him over the top roll. All right, roll plus custom move for That's eight. All right. With an eight, you go to throw jab over the the top rope. They do fall. Luckily, there is a cargo net on that side of the ring that they hold on to as the two lower-ranking officers in the school. They don't have names, canonically. Rating with a curve. <laughs> the <laughs> to, as you're close to the top rope, grab you by your hamstrings and try to lift you over. I'm going to have you roll plus custom move once again to see if you can stay off elimination. Do I get a Kofi <laughs> yep. moment? Oh, God. Golly, seven... <laughs> <laughs> With a seven, you fall over the edge and find yourself on that same cargo net. With Jab, oh, God. as the two other members of the school hop over the top rope, they could have done the bottom or middle, but did not, and hop on to the cargo net with you. I mean, all logic says whichever one is the most lackey of lackeys is catching a super kick. Like, <laughs> that just is what makes a sense in my mind. <laughs> a cargo net super kick roll again for A little, like, Sheldon Benjamin into Shawn yeah. Michaels style. <laughs> That's gonna be an eight. All this right. is the most fun I've ever seen Kevin have. <laughs> <laughs> if we get to, if we can incorporate wrestling, oh god, I'm I'm staying in this fucking match. Sorry, Patrick Alora Jordan, I'm not giving this up too quick. As <laughs> Phil Brooks, you're able to super kick while you're holding on to a rope. One of the no-name members of the school they fall into the water below. Jab has finally made it back up onto the apron and slips back in the ring. I will go over to whoever the Michael Cole is of this and go, that's two, into his headset and walk back over. (laughs) As Bronny James Dio goes, this has been the most eliminations we've seen out of competitor as of yet in this rumble. It is amazing what Phil Brooks is doing. As you still have one unnamed member of the school on the card. Greatest in the universe. That's always been my catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) Phil Brooks, the greatest in the universe. Um, you know what? I'm gonna try and DDT on the net, but yeah. as like a trampoline to bounce him out. Yeah, that's gonna be a ten. That's gonna be <laughs> with a ten. It is a free hanging <laughs> net. However, as you get him in the revert, in the DDT position, you drop him off of the cargo net. But it takes all of your strength as you're only holding on. Yeah. With one hand left yeah. over as the five named members of the school are looking over the top rope for uh, from you. Uh, one arm's wrapped around the front face lock, the other one's giving the finger to the school. <laughs> I'd like to point that as out. You, that means no hand is Yeah, I don't give a shit. Hand. I'd rather say fuck you and lose than <laughs> oh, yes. have them eliminate me. As I'd you go with this DDT, you let go of the rope to flip them off as you fall. As I take sky. out the third member of the school. Absolutely. Into the water, you splash below, eliminating yourself. Oh, and as I sink, the there's just a hand with the middle finger slowly. <laughs> you terminate her with the middle You're finger. You're not even trying to get Oh, no, I'll swim back up, but like I want on camera the image to be for, like, for the production staff. With the middle finger to just be going down into the water. 
as the sun is slowly resting across the horizon of the Gulf of Mexico, we cut back to our announcers, Bronny James Dio and Damian Lancaster, who are kind of recapping the havoc that's happened in this first two-thirds of the match. It's been absolutely wild watching these competitors go after each other like this, but what I can't believe, Damien, is that members of the school are still in the ring. They came in at the number one position, albeit more than one of them, but we still have five competitors left in this ring and ten competitors left to go, as Damien cuts in. Of course you do. The members of the school, they're, they're dynamic. They... They can swim around all these other competitors, alright? And once their leader gets in there, Grace and the Hammerhead steal, no chance for any babyface left in this ring. As the countdown gently goes, five, four, three, two, one, BOW! Lean, mean mascot gene, if you can describe how you come into the ring. Alright, so it's what looks to be like a very practiced pratfall. But specifically to like cover anything that would like resemble the head shape, like it, like it comes, uh, like she comes out like back first and like flips over and makes sure that all the cameras are like away from her face, and then she stands up and she's pretty lean and pretty mean looking for one, uh, and then she's definitely wearing what looks to be like a lion mascot head. I'm not talking the huge ones, I'm like like a like a Mickey Mouse. I'm talking like that, like the size, like basketball size ones basically and it looks like a lion and the eyes are pointing in different directions but the rest is like your like a like a sports bra and like the little unitard pants and like the usual like wrestler get up and some knee pads and stuff and she like gets into like a like a like a like a fighting stance it's very much like a like about to growl like about to roar but instead it, it just comes out as like oh, i'm not allowed to use ice skates anymore so i'm going to take it all out on you um, as you see, uh, like, a banner behind her that says, like, banned from using ice skates in the state of Oregon. <laughs> it, 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 the banner ascends into your actual Jumbotron, <laughs> your, your clip reel of what Lean Jeep can do. As you look at the ring before you, there are five members of the school still left, dwindling their numbers down from their number one spot. These are the big five, the actual... The only named members of the school, because why would I name 20 NPCs on the dots? <laughs> You've got Streaks, Jab, Ripster, and Big Slamu, and yes, these are the names of the Street Sharks. They legally <laughs> changed their names to the names of the Street Sharks. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and then the Wait, final like legally, member. like Ultimate Warrior legally? Legally. <laughs> legally. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's and then the final member, who is a masked wrestler, El Tiburon who has a uh, shark mask covering their face. Oh, well... <laughs> as you... <laughs> Lean Jean, or Mean Jean, uh, if you're nasty, is um, definitely looking over at uh, El Tiburon, because as everyone knows, uh, Mean Mascot Jean does believe in the antiquated idea of alphas with regards to wolves and other <laughs> predators, even though everyone has explained to her that that's not really how it works. Uh, so she yeah. just beats up everybody who has tried to explain that to her. <laughs> so and she looks over and like immediately clocks. Oh, this other person with a mask. Oh, oh, this is this is what I gotta do. Uh, so she starts screaming, mostly muffled by the actual mascot head, 
But it's it's just like, I'm going to take off your mask and replace it with a mascot head. And it's going to be amazing. You're going to have a little fish, a little clownfish mask. And she just starts windmilling her arms and running forward. <laughs> As you windmill around, the other members of the school try to step in your way. But with your hands moving in such wild directions, how could any other wrestler... <laughs> Try to predict this as you knock out Big Slamu. You, you knock out. You knock out Ripster. They go flying into the ropes. As right before you get to El Tiburon, Streaks, the actual leader of these five, stands before you and gives you a big stare of like, if you want to get to our master wrestler, you gotta go through me. <laughs> so here's what I'd like you to do. Sure. Uh, roll for the, the custom move of the Regal Wrangle. You're gonna roll plus heat, which is plus one with everyone we have in the ring right now. You're gonna roll 2d6. Tell me your outcome as you try to do your finishing move on streaks. So that's a clean 11. Ooh, Wait, plus one, so I guess that's a 12, so... <laughs> that is a... This, On this as well, will you, will, oh, <laughs> you will eliminate uh, streaks and you gain plus one momentum. So if Ian, if you'll describe Lean Mean Mascot Jean's finishing move. Sure, uh, I'm going to give her a different title every time. Uh, mascot Jean uh, <laughs> goes over to a nondescript, hitherto unseen chain on the edge of the of, of the mat that was not there before and starts like mm-hmm. hoisting it up while still maintaining creepy like mascot eye contact with streaks. Until she pulls up, like, a lobster cage that does appear to be full of mascot heads, and she, like, (laughs) rifles through a couple of them as she opens the cage, and then takes out what looks to be, like, like, uh, you know the the little, like, the mascot from The Simpsons, like, that green motherfucker with, sorry, I I don't think I should swear, (laughs) that green green dude with the little little snoot? I forget, he's like the isotope or something, right? The isotope, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mean Jean takes out the isotope mask that is soaked. It's like probably has like one hermit crab inside already, and just runs over and like basketball slams it onto Streak's head, and then takes him and pulls him into a German suplex and flips him over. <laughs> <laughs> as you a German suplex, we watch as Streaks, still maintaining the, the kayfabe of your move, holds on to the mascot head instead of grabbing for the ropes uh, as their <laughs> elimination draws near. As you drape backwards, semi over the ropes yourself, you lean back, you let go of your arms as Streaks splashes into the water below, <laughs> eliminated from the rumble, sinking mascot head first. So it's like a little bit slower. <laughs> Because I think the mascot head would be buoyant since it's mostly <laughs> air on the inside. <laughs> Imagine he lands like mascot head first, flips over, so it's only the mascot head on top, and then he sits. <laughs> and then we never see streaks again. No. <laughs> As eventually, five, four, three, two, one. Our next entrance comes in number 22. Dustnado, how do you come into the ring? So nobody was really paying attention, but there was a small mound growing in the uh, one of the corners. And as one of the people steps back, they step on a, a bit of something. It's the same beige color as the, that part of the mat, and they slip a bit. And rising from this pile that can only be described as flaky goodness uh, is dust nato standing there with these torn up shorts uh they have just like small remnants of what a a vest they once had on them and just this frazzled hair of somebody who might have been a minor in the 1830s (laughs) 
looking over at everyone, their scrawny, gaunt body. It's time for some dusting! As this wrestler with extreme psoriasis (laughs) seems to have (laughs) risen from the floor itself. There is a a trap compartment underneath the ring itself that has raised some wrestlers up that you've slipped into as well. As the four remaining members of the school slowly back themselves all into one corner, they have never seen something so terrifying and disgusting in their life. Destinado is doing uh, a somewhat animalistic crawl, like a feral person who's been in the wilds for far too long, uh, even though they, they live downtown in a nearby city, uh, as they're, they're crawling near everyone. All right, who wants it first? Who wants a taste of the Destinado? As Destinado takes a little bit off of the shoulder and flicks it in their direction. All of the members of the school seem extremely hesitant until the bravest member of the school, Big Slamu, steps in front of the rest of his stable. All right, I got you. Let's do this. And then Lucas, I'm going to have you roll plus custom move as you try to unleash your your finishing move. Yeah, we got ten. Oh no! All right, so gang plus one momentum. Has please describe uh, this unreasonable terror you're about to unleash. So first, I'm sorry. Second, uh, <laughs> as Dustnado slowly rises up, this gangly form, nails too long, toenails too long, he he takes this extra skin off the chest and back and starts to move it around in his hands. Why is it wet? We don't know. <laughs> Dustnado just dive bombs. Uh, at Big Slamu, who does not want any of this, and just starts shoving it in their face, going, Do you give up? Do you give up? (laughs) (laughs) As Big Slamu, uh, the the brave facade breaks, and he's like, Scott, stop it! God, stop (laughs) As Big Slamu, trying to get out of the way, begins, like, rolling out of the way, but it's getting closer and closer towards the edge. As they grab onto the ropes to help stand themselves up, they are essentially leaning across the the top rope itself, waiting for the final blow from you. And what Destinado does is goes right up to them, leans forward, holding a hand in front of their face, his closed fist, slowly opening it and blows forward as <laughs> these flakes hit right into their face, causing them to retch over the side and then slip and fall over. <laughs> yeah, as Big Slamu is asphyxiating <laughs> on dead skin cells, <laughs> he falls over and splashes into the water below, eliminating themselves, leaving three members of the school left. We hear the five, four, three, two, one, bam! As Sammy, the Slam Burglar Sarasota, makes their return to the NWL. We haven't seen them in a bit. Eve, explain how they get on the stage. The Slam Burglar emerges from the water. Like, just in in a shadowy portion where the lights just barely aren't hitting. She's wearing goggles and a snorkel. She starts to slink up the net along the sides as she's stripping them off. She's wearing a domino mask and a white tank top and a prison jumpsuit tied around the waist because she, she just broke out of maximum security after a year-long stint for stealing 
the title. <laughs> yep. Long-time fans of the NWL will remember last season uh, this angle about <laughs> the Slamburglar stealing the Masters title away from the gatekeeper. Luckily, he was able to get it back, but then... <laughs> After a match, the Slam Burglar was sent to real life prison. <laughs> I thought it was wrestler prison! I didn't know it was real prison! <laughs> real prison! They spent time in maximum the municipal prison in oh, maximum man. security yeah. in no, Florida, she, Arizona. She is not part of this league. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, she is legit just sneaking in here and stealing stuff. They had a number ready, though. You know what you know they did. Yeah, number 23 just still pops like, up yeah, on screen. Like, yeah, up on, the, up on the screen, like a news report pops up saying, saying dangerous criminal Sammy Sarasota has, has recently escaped and is on the run currently believed to be armed and dangerous um, as the school reacts having what can only be described as the worst time of their lives uh, <laughs> these past three numbers <laughs> we watch as sammy climbs up the cargo net and into the ring slopping off your scuba gear i guess <laughs> to make it to the ring so what she does what she gets up there Wait, who all who all still in? So we've got our two new competitors, Gene and Desnado, along with three members of the school, Jab, Ripster, and LT Barone. I think she's going to uh, she's going to just run directly at LT Barone. <laughs> and then instead of uh, attacking him, she just takes her oxygen tank and just throws it right at Ripster. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'll have you roll plus the custom move for me, so plus one. Yeah. That would be a nine, and I'm going to spend my momentum to turn that into a yeah. ten. Exactly. So you spend that momentum, you'll get it directly back for getting a 10 plus. As you run towards LT Barone, they cower a little bit because you have a full oxygen tank <laughs> you're about to throw at this person. It's going to hurt regardless how you gimmick this, but then you chuck it at Ripster. Not really paying attention, did not think he was a part of this angle at all. Gets hit square in the face. <laughs> As that is happening, she drops and just slides right under, under, under the legs and uh, steals his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> As we see, there was a bulge in Ripster's tights before this, uh, and now visibly gone. As he's reeling from the pain and uh, falls over the ropes, you can hear him say, "Where's my wallet?" And he drops into the water. Below being eliminated as the countdown continues. It hits zero. As we cut back over to commentary. As Bronny James Dio goes, Man, it has been such an amazing match thus far. The NWL has traveled to such great heights this season. I couldn't see myself not getting in this match myself. As we know, because you've been listening to the entire uh, Regal Wrangle, Bronny James Dio and Damian Lancaster are 
casting the match from Skidoo's. They're on jet skis. <laughs> so Bronny James Dio revs up his jet ski and begins making his way to the ring itself, climbing up the ropes. We hear his old music back from the 90s. He puts on his old jacket vest because he is just a Stone Cold Steve Austin ripoff that's been <laughs> turned corporate as he gets ready for the match. He sizes you up, but the countdown continues again. Five, four, three, two, one. Blah! As Damian Lancaster goes, I'm not about to call this match by myself. I think it's high tide I get back in the ring. As <laughs> Damian heads to the ring, announcing for himself the way they used to do in the indies. It's your favorite wrestler, the winner for years running of the middle school Kent Spelling Bee. <laughs> The Guinness World Record holder for how long you can hold your breath underwater. Damien, the Tasmanian Devil, Lancaster's back in this. As he also climbs up the ropes. As Damien and Bronny James Dio look at each other, long-time commentary hosts. As they begin wailing on each other after playing heel and babyface across each other for years. <laughs> Focusing on themselves. Yay. <laughs> As they brawl, the school kind of moves around, and the three of you kind of look at each other. As this match is really kicking off now, I'm going to give power to this match over to Gene. Alright, Gene uh, is still like single, singularly focused on El Tiburon. Mm -hmm. um, just, just to get that, like, it, just real hyper-focusing. Um, and the last suplex that actually spun the mascot head around... So, uh, Gene takes the mascot head and, like, twists it back around, and for whatever reason, there's, like, a clicking noise inside. Like, you don't know why that's there, <laughs> but there's definitely, like, a clicking noise. And now one of the eyes on the lion is definitely looking at, at El Tiburon, and then the other eye on the lion mascot head is maybe vaguely looking into the middle distance. Um, so you, you can't you can't really tell where she's looking, but she just starts barreling forward. Uh, instead of flailing her arms back and forth, she starts doing, like, a movement with her feet, and then you realize she did pack ice skates, and she's just accidentally tearing <laughs> through. And then she realizes that it's not really working, so she's just, like, clomping down onto the actual mat to, like, aggressively posture towards El Tiburon. <laughs> And as you head your way, tearing up the canvas of the mat as you try to scale along it, <laughs> LT Barone's body is blocked by Jab, who has been moved around by the the big brawling of Damian Lancaster and Bronny James Dio. As Jab comes into your path, I'm gonna have you roll plus custom move for me oh boy. to see what you can do to Jab. So even with a plus two for my current uh, momentum, that's a six. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna spend a heat, or is that how that works? Yeah, you're spending your momentum. Ah, okay, yeah. so I'm spending. So I have two heat from, or whatever. Okay, I had one heat. What math wise, I'm spending one of my two momentums to to bump it up to a, uh, a seven, so I don't immediately get chucked out of the yeah. ring. As you and Jab kind of go at it in the corner, uh, exchanging blows, doing the, the cool switching in between who's in the corner and who's not. You keep on punching each other as the, essentially, we're going to move around. We're going to move it to Destinado. You have control of the match now. 
Uh, Dustnado, glancing at everyone around them, is feeling the burn. Not only from the fact that they've removed a few layers of skin on different parts of their body, but just that salty air <laughs> hitting them at the moment. They look around, just terrified at everybody realizing people are actually physically fit here, and they pull out of their torn, <laughs> torn shorts these two small tubes. Wait a minute. What is that? <gasps> it's for healing your skin. As they start rubbing it on themselves aggressively, <laughs> you watch as they're, they're filled with renewed vigor and with a weird slimy coating, they look over at the two, <laughs> the two announcers. It's time to make this really wet and wild! <laughs> <laughs> like, roll plus custom move for me. <laughs> I think my soul left my body with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> eleven. <laughs> Describe uh, how I, I assume you're hydroplaning oh, around yeah. the so, ring at this point. So what happens? Much like how penguins will go down on their stomach to go across and dive into the water, uh, Dustnado just dives forward and arms out like little flippers, just scooting forward. And as they get to the two feet of the announcers who are just so focused on just hitting one another, they do a little. Spin and they trip both of them, just creating this pool. <laughs> and no one's sure is it pus? Is it the, the lotion they put on them? We don't know, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, create this little puddle. Damien Lancaster, who was fighting with Bronny James Dio, slips on it comedically and falls over the ropes and into the water, eliminating himself. <laughs> but seeing as you just got in the way of the feud, Dustnado. Ronnie James Dio does not take kindly to this. He pulls it off just like he did in the 90s. He flips you off with two fingers. He gives you the Ronnie James Dio stunner. <laughs> As you wobble and due to how just viscous and wet you are. <laughs> As you bounce off the ropes, you find yourself slipping over the top rope and plunging into the water below. My ending was perfect! <laughs> no! As with that, the control of the match is going to switch over to the slam burger. I'm just trying to keep track. Who all do we have still? We've got Jab, LT Barone, and Bronny James Dio, along with Lee Mean Mascot Gene. Okay. The Slayer Burglar is going is going to try to slip back behind Jab while he's momentarily distracted. It's just like sneaking around right behind them and just reach up, tap their shoulder and then duck the other way as she reaches <laughs> into her pocket and pulls out her only friend, a prison rat that she met. It's all <laughs> damp and wet from the... <laughs> <laughs> for the swim over but it has a tiny by. scuba gear on the rat <laughs> itself <laughs> I'm gonna have you roll plus custom move for me be a six I'm gonna go ahead and spin my momentum so I'm still in so yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much what voice. she did tap him to distract him one way then she's gonna hold the rat right in front of his face when he turns back <laughs> You hold the rat. Jab is obviously terrified of rats. True NWL <laughs> fans will know about this fear uh, from an angle a couple seasons back. As you are torturing Jab with the rap, LT Barone sees this as their moment to strike. 
as they go out with a double-armed lariat, knocking both of you over the rope. And there's a quiet moment as we watch as LT Barone looks at their fallen comrade who has also fallen in the water and been eliminated. And is that an accident? What what happened there? They could have just eliminated the slam burglar and that would have been it. As we cut to Gene. Oh god, oh god. I did not expect to make it this far. Uh, <laughs> the uh, one real wrestler. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, um, I think after, like, comically pratfalling and really hurting her ankles, um, she, she, like, shakes off the ice skates and goes, no, I will return to those when I return to Oregon, and, um, puts her hands together and says a prayer to Gritty, uh, like, she's like, Lord Gritty, teach me that I, what I have always known, that when someone fucks around, they will find out, um, she... And she, uh, she twists the mascot head and, like, spins it. And then now, when it spins back around, there are angry eyebrows on the lion mascot head. Um, yes. <laughs> she's going to uh, spin forward towards El Tiburon, but this time she's using um, her custom move, her, her signature move, the st- a student okay. of the gritty arts. <laughs> so she, 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 like, scoots forward and, like, does a little lunge grabs the lobster box full of mascot heads and pulls out like a photorealistic human mascot head, the most <laughs> insulting of all mascot heads, and runs towards El Tiburo. <laughs> all right, roll for me. Ooh, that's that's an 11. As you run over to El Tiburon, Bronny James Dio, a man of the blue-collar people, <laughs> steps in the way. <laughs> Going, we need to end. Even breaking back into his old Southern accent, yeah. which he's not allowed to use on commentary <laughs> anymore. We need to end mask all mask violence. <laughs> I'm not even that's you, amazing. With your ten, you still connect with your finishing move on Bronny James Dio. <laughs> now it's all mask on mask violence. <laughs> As you hit Bronny James Dio with the German suplex, the end of your finishing move. <laughs> he bounces up classic 90s uh, over-the-top tier selling as he then just kind of fish flops over the top rope unnecessarily <laughs> to eliminate himself. And as you're watching this happen, Gene, you watch as your mascot head turns completely around no, once again. my only weakness! run. <laughs> And snuck up on you. They get underneath your your hamstrings and push you up over the top rope as you splash down into the bottom below. Oh. <laughs> and, like, slow, and same thing, right? It's just the mascot so head floating and it like drifts off into the middle distance. <laughs> How viable is it that the Slayer Burglar is currently escaping on a jet ski. <laughs> well, One of the abandoned ones? Will be pursued by, like, a police boat? <laughs> we hear sirens for all of the crimes all of you have committed during the year <laughs> section of this recording. Whether actual laws or against nature themselves. We watch as a battered and beaten and run-down L.T. Barone is the last person left in the ring. As we get to our final five, as the audience waits in anticipation, the countdown begins once again. Five, four, three, two, one. As 
El Tiburon looks expectantly up the ring, waiting for their next challenger. We hear a familiar gurgle. And then <laughs> Mount Everest to my labyrinth begins playing. <laughs> as Grayson, the hammerhead steel, you head out on the ramp. Anything special you do as you as you come in to see that your entire faction has been wiped out at this point besides El Tiburon. I think I'm playing it up because I'm I'm from here. <laughs> yeah, so you're, this, this is, is the hometown spot right now. <laughs> so once again, I'm going to use a quote, uh, which is as I'm coming out, I just kind of like am amped and I shout out to the audience and I go, the single greatest moment of my life happened in Pensacola, Florida! And like shoot my hands up in the air, uh... Yes, style. That's some, so. that's some <laughs> cheap right there. I'll tell that you. That is 100% cheap heat. Gain plus one no momentum for that, Adam. <laughs> as you come down, the Floridians lose their shit, uh, as they will at any wrestling show. <laughs> and what specifically was the greatest moment that happened in Pensacola? Just you being born? or 100%. You got it right on the head, man. <laughs> As you enter Pensacola, Florida, there's like the population sign, and then it's like home breaks in the Arab steel. <laughs> Canonically. As you come out, LT Barone takes a, a knee in front of you. Out of respect. I just, I just stand there. Still basking in the cheap you, you're getting from the crowd. Yeah, yeah. As LT Barone stands back up. Five, four, three, two, one. As we hear, can't drive 55 as Ranger Chris Cheney, you're out next. He'll wave to the audience. It's, it's, it has a kind of a confused face. This is the most water he has ever seen in his entire life. <laughs> so, <he's, laughs> so he looks a bit confused. But he'll still wave and, and, and hoorah the audience and everything as he comes in. We watch Ranger Chris Cheney as you're walking down the ramp. You'll kind of like walk towards the edge and look over and peek over a couple mm. times at the, the waves cresting just below. Below the ring itself. <laughs> <laughs> and as you you pop into the ring, there's a little tense standoff as there's a quick like, oh, it's a, it's a 2v1 situation uh -huh. right now. But before that can even happen, the countdown continues. Five, four, three, two, one. Bam! As the memorable lick at the end of Buddy Holly picks up. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry the intern you come out I like to imagine that I hop out from the sound booth as there are no interns now so I play my own intro and then jump down <laughs> you jump down it's like kind of behind the jumbotron you kind of jump down from you even like have to like remember to take the sound editing headphones off real quick before you and everyone sees you like throw it back there <laughs> Oh, and I also, I also want to pull out a pair of water wings. Uh, Jerry can't smell. Oh, them. hell, yes. Oh, damn it. Yes, that is fucking perfect. Retcon, Chris totally has water wings on, too. You get a fucking momentum for that. It's actually a match stipulation. It's, a match it's, a, it's about safety. It's about safety. Grayson has it in his contract. He doesn't have to since he has gifts. Uh, <laughs> you said they weren't real. <laughs> Everyone's outfits are a little bit bulkier because they're made of that same flotation <laughs> material that vests are. 
as you, you head into the ring, it's a, it's a 2v2 as the countdown continues once again. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. As we hear the horns of industry, baby, kick on. <laughs> Malibu, Ned, Scrapple, you head out. Malibu's going to come in wearing one of those like old like 50s-style swimsuits. So that's like the striped top <laughs> oh, <that's, nice. laughs> that the guy's wearing. And like the long shorts. Yeah. I love it. Little like paint stripe of uh, sunscreen, yeah, sunscreen over the bridge of your nose. Very white. <laughs> <laughs> And as you head into the ring, the, the well-earned spot of 30, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, bram. As we hear the yak, yak, yak of Mad City as Joey Damson, for the first time in like a month and some time, comes out to his own music and not the, the PP music. <laughs> as <laughs> he gets a nice little pop from that as the final six square off in the ring. I, I assure you guys are kind of heels on one side, baby faces on the other, mm. as we've got, like, Malibu, Ned, Scrapple, Grayson, LT Barone, and then Jerry, Chris Cheney, and Joey Damson, as you all stare off before the action can actually break out. LT Barone is going to make the first move, as they first stand in front of Grayson to go ahead and protect them from the brawl that's about to happen. Until they turn around and super kick Grayson. <gasps> oh, I, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I was waiting. <laughs> As everyone looks around in shock, LT Barone takes off their, their mask to reveal the contingency plan put in a couple episodes ago. As we see Cooper Page. <laughs> knew it. What? <laughs> what? The <laughs> <No> way. Yes. <laughs> As Cooper Page stands triumphantly. <laughs> Literally, who else could it be? Oh, it's Kurt Proler, the rock and roller. He's back. <laughs> it's gotta be. Those Billy Buzz cut the whole time. <laughs> Holy shit. As you all stand there in confusion, she goes over, gives daps to Joey, and stands on the babyface side. As now it's kind of a 4v2. <laughs> and Grayson fucking hates me. <laughs> I only hate you because I want the title. So I think I think it would behoove me to partner with you so it's just us in the yeah. end, man. Yeah, I guess I'll just look over at you and be like, Surf and Turf's back, I guess, baby. <laughs> as we get into the full match, uh, Grayson, I'll give you control of the match since I... Super kicked you in the face. Great, thank you so much. Okay, so in response to Malibu, first of all, I like to think that we're totally playing this up a little bit, so I want to have, like, uh, not that I saw that coming, So though, so maybe uh, maybe I think I was I was prepped with a little blood capsule or something, so uh, when, yeah. I get, when I get kicked, uh, so it's this really cool, I kind of, like, spit blood, and I turn to Malibu, and I'm like, swim or die and then we and then i just fucking uh go for it and i think uh my i think i've just fucking had it and i'm less mad at cooper and i'm more just like i'm gonna fucking kill jerry uh so come on bro come on come back to the old school feud Uh, i immediately go in just for like knuckle to the knuckle to the side of the head uh just trying to get him down um punch me yeah, straight up yeah. punch like arm around the back your head is against my chest and i'm just like going at the back of your head you know what no i'm gonna spend a momentum and i wanna i want to fucking uh counter what is it counter 
counter? Interrupt, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so I, I you like try and swing behind me to get on me, and I'm just gonna like throw my legs out and kick under you, and then like put a hand on your back and smash you into the turnbuckle instead as okay. you like charge me. Cool. And then I'm and then I'm gonna jump on your back. <laughs> And grab a, and grab an arm around your neck and start punching you in your fake. I want to say it again, fake gills. Oh. <laughs> okay, if you're on my back, then and I'm in the turnbuckle, I'm just going to turn around and slam you into the turnbuckle. Classic. <laughs> I'll I'll keep you know, but I'll keep holding on and keep punching into the gills, and then I'm going to try and jump up on the top of the turnbuckle like off and then i want to turn around and backflip off of it and then introducing my new move i want to jump into a northern light suplex (laughs) off the top so i jump backwards in front of grayson wrap my arms around and then flip yeah so essentially what you're you just like invented something really cool yeah i so did (laughs) you did like you're like so there's the, the, I'm thinking of, like, the Panama Sunrise, which is, like, what this move starts off with, where you kind of jump at your opponent, you're kind of diving towards their back, they do a flip, so it kind of looks like you're doing a, a pile driver on them, but you're doing the inverse of that, where you do a backflip, and as you come around for the flip, you come into the Northern Lights suplex. It's, that's fucking sick, Sean. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna roll plus the match stipulation, so roll plus heat with Grayson. <laughs> I have an extra with you, bud. Ten. Alright, with a ten. <laughs> wait, 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 so if I... So can I spend momentum to evade this? You could interrupt him at the very top. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> as you... So we'll say, like, all of the actions Kashan did take place, but in Instead of running you towards the top rope to throw you over and eliminate you, as the ten plus would net him, right before you get to the ropes, how do you how do you counter out of that one? I think I can see what he's going for because the thing is, this move has a lot of pizzazz to it, and I don't think I was as stunted as necessarily he thought I was in order to perform <laughs> such a trickster move. Pretty early in the match, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I fully think that I just sidestep out of the way. Uh, I think. <laughs> Like, I, I think he goes and, like, he lands and, like, he he hits with so much force and I'm just not there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, as you both go to get up, Jerry would, like, try to eliminate you. He turns around and you've just, like, recovered nicely and you're just on the other side of the ring now. Okay, I'm going to take advantage of that then. And when Jerry is looking around for Grace and I'm going to come in with a clothesline and take Jerry down. <laughs> right. uh, Adam, if you're fine with that. I'm so fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony, you'll go straight into roll plus heat with Jerry for the elimination. Oh my god! Oh, I wasn't even landing on the elimination. I only I have plus two with him, right? I also got a ten. Fuck! <laughs> 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 <I'm> really sorry. <laughs> so unless you have any more momentum, Kishan, I do. <laughs> You are hit with the clothesline, you go over the top rope, we're like, oh, and we'll say you just kind of land back on the apron safely, (laughs) and then you've got control of the match, Kashan. I'm going to uh, run around and say, please, somebody else, somebody else, please. (laughs) 
as as Chris will point to point to to Malvu, you can't beat on PP and get away with it. <laughs> if you're fine with that, Krishan, <laughs> Logan will take control of the match. Take it, I'm tired of everyone beating me up. Alrighty, I think with that, as he's going to go to Malibu Ned Scrapple, he's going to go ahead and start things up, kind of do like a bear hug, just kind of squeeze, lift him up, squeezing him tight up into the air. I mean, I think I'll just take that for a second, because I'm not going anywhere. If you just lift me up and squeeze me, I'll just take the uh, I'll take the squeeze. All right, just kind of let that happen. See see how this plays out. Yeah, he's kind of trying to get get t- tucker you out. He'll go ahead and from there, we're, I think we're still kind of near like the turn buckle. So I think he'll go ahead and kind of sit you on top of the turn buckle at that point, and just kind of okay, kind of start wailing on you with with like kind of slaps. With that on your ch- against your chest. All right, I'll take a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, and I think I'll kind of end it off with kind of going in for like a kind of like a, to kind of elbow you off of the turn off of the turnbuckle to get uh, get out of the out of the ring. Okay, I'd like to counter that move. I think Thanos going to win. Yep. When he goes in for the elbow, I'll grab the elbow and I'll uh, go in for a big headbutt to pick oh. him up. Knock him out in a little bit, and then I'll plant my feet on the middle rope, and I'll just kind of, uh, I'll do like a flying forearm. To, I mean, I know he's kind of right in front of me, but I'm imagining he takes a step back, gives me enough, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, enough yeah. room to go in with a flying forearm to push him back into the middle of the ring. Yeah, staggering from the blow of it. Kind of taking a knee from. I'll take that, I'll push him back, and then I am just going to, I think, Irish whip him into the turnbuckle, because I know I'm not going to take down Ranger Chris on my own. Um, so I'm going to Irish him into the turnbuckle <laughs> for a second. I'm going to turn my attention to LT Barone, uh, to Cooper Clark, uh, Cooper Page here. And I'm going to point at her, and I'm going to look over at Joey, and I'm say, Are you going to get yours, Joey? And then I'm going to oh, charge for her. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, you got plus two heat with Cooper. Uh, roll to eliminate. Oh, hell yeah, I got 12. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you uh, describe how you try to eliminate Cooper okay. for me. Um, so I said I'm going to go on Joey, and then I'm going to um, charge into her. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to kind of go for like a, a tackle, but I'm going to turn it into like a belly to belly suplex and slam her onto the mat first just to uh, daze her a little bit. And then I think I'm going to um, just pick her up like over my shoulder like fireman carry style and i'm gonna walk her over to the mat and i'm just gonna uh, walk her over to the side and i'm just gonna try to heave her over as you go to heave cooper over she's all out of momentum she's been in this match since number one but joey on behalf of his girl is gonna spend all of his momentum to stop this elimination as cooper is going over here to watch as joey you're, Joey's like currently he's like on the side wrestling with Grayson and then he was going off the ropes for like momentum to hit Grayson with something but instead he's gonna slide in between Grayson's legs and like keep on sliding out of the ring under the bottom rope and grab Cooper's legs like just at the last second which gives Cooper like enough time to grab onto the cargo net at the bottom and kind of adjust herself but I'll kick it back over to you Tony. Wet and wild indeed. (laughs) Wet and wild indeed uh, as Joey's in this very precarious situation. So he made himself pretty vulnerable so I think 
think I'll start with a couple of kicks to the ribs just to sell. I feel like that's the natural thing to do. Just kind of kick him a couple times while he's down. Yeah. Then I'm going to um, go into the ropes for like a, a, an elbow drop to try and make him break his grip. Is, is Malpunet Scrapple wearing sandals or flip-flops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wearing water shoes. <laughs> and joey's grip does break but luckily cooper has enough of her grip strength to hold on to the cargo net at this point it was like just at the last second but he like joey slowly climbs back from the bottom of the ropes and stands up against them uh, as he's looking at you so whatever you want to do tony so he's up against the ropes now he got himself up Mm -hmm. then um i'm going to Look out to the crowd for a second, kind of nod my head, and uh, say, Whoa, blue collar, I'm a lamb! And then I'm going <laughs> to go in for my dumb wind-up clothesline, like, stiff arm thing, and try to knock him over. And I, if I get to, I did just roll for heat again, and I'm rolling incredibly well. I got an 11 on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you hit the 11 with your may, finisher. May I spend momentum on Joey's request, though? Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. It's the best I've rolled in six episodes. Damn it. <laughs> As Joey bowls over at the blue collar bam lamb that hits, we watch. It's like a fucking action movie. Also, uh, Cooper reaches down her hand and grabs Joey right before he can hit the water. <laughs> But then, oh god, she has to hold on to both Joey's weight and her own. She only has one hand left on the cargo net. And as her grip strength lets go in her right hand holding on to the cargo net, the giant wingspan of Ranger Chris Cheney reaches out and grabs her wrist before they can both fall into the water. I'm not letting you two go. As they, they all climb back in. Right, so they... Did it get back in before we can do anything about it? I mean, because, like, it's... Chris is hanging on to Cooper with one hand, and Cooper's hanging on to Joey in another <laughs> hand, right? I mean... Yeah. If we... it's If it's going to take him a minute to get back up, I mean, I feel like... Like, we got to do something to do about this, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. I, I don't know if I'm have, in a position so to... As- <laughs> They get on the apron, I understand. You get They get on the apron, but they're still on the outside, where Chris is on the inside. And then actually what I'll have, uh, I'll have Logan roll plus heat with Ned Scrapple for him. Okay. Got a nine with that. <laughs> exactly what I was fucking hoping <laughs> I'm gonna modify this rule a little bit as both Cooper and Joey Damson look at you Ranger Chris Cheney the, the savior of this match you turn around to help them back into the ring but you don't really pay attention to Ned Scrapple as he comes running over and essentially what he does is he kind of he just kind of belly bumps Chris, but he's got both of his arms out. And as you make contact with Chris, the arms come in, knock both Cooper and Joey on the side of the head. They lose their grip oh. strength and both fall into the oh, water. Oh, no! <laughs> Hell yes. Oh, shit! <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> but, Ranger Chris Cheney, you regain control of the match still. As, as he's gonna look at you, he's gonna kind of do like a, a shake violent shake of his head as 
you're gonna regret that <laughs> as he's going to go in for for a tackle use that to, to slam him into the middle of the ring <laughs> I, I think i'm just gonna have to take those hits i don't think i have any realistic way i would counter that and I, this is already better than i've ever than i've done in like three matches so. <laughs> 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 up at this point i was just developing a reputation for tag team poison so <laughs> fine <laughs> <laughs> showing, showing why you're the people's champion. Now, you know? After that, he's going to go. Chris is going to stand up as he's going to kind of lift you up with having pushed you onto his onto your back. As he is going to go for for the butte backbreaker. As with that, as he's going to slam you down on his knee. As you go with this move, I think I'll have you roll plus heat formula again for the Will elimination. Do. Only got a s- seven with that. <laughs> it is a tight one. You get out of the butte backbreaker, and then uh, I want to say that probably around this time, Grayson is done beating the shit out of Jerry uh, <laughs> off camera <laughs> on the other side of <laughs> And as you go to pick Ned up, Grayson just starts, like, you know, basic punching you in the back to be like, yeah, you guys are done fighting now, as I'll actually have... Grayson, I'll have you take control of the match. We can assume, right, that Ranger Chris Chaney is a little preoccupied with mm-hmm. Malibu Ned Scrapples. Maybe he doesn't really, I'm not really in the, the line of vision there. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I, I come up behind and, again, just classic fist to the back of the head. And as he turns around, I'd like to go for a drop kick a la Kofi Kingston style. <laughs> nice little pop-up That, uh, that yeah. tackle move I did, that's called the Peoria Pummel as well. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. As you go for this drop kick, roll for me, Grayson. That is a 10 on the dot. With a 10, you hit this drop kick, and due to just the massive size of Ranger Chris Cheney, as he gets drop kicked into the, the ropes, the top rope like still comes up to his like top waist, so the little shift and pivot causes him to kind of just fall over the top rope as Ranger Chris Cheney, you've been eliminated <sighs> from the Wet n' Wild Regal Wrangle. <laughs> oh, shit. As the crowd does a nice little pop, it is the hometown he- heel not hero but the hometown heel i would like to take a moment to bask and uh say uh take a look people take a look at greatness (laughs) (laughs) as he goes over the top rope as you continue to retain during the match adam i make eye contact with malibu ned's grapple and uh i think it's a very pointed look that we immediately both turn and look at jerry um (laughs) tony uh if you're down I would like to, as a team here, both clothesline him, if you're interested. Yeah, I think, I mean, in the name of domination, I'm going, I I know that you're going to turn on me, because you have to, as soon as, if we ever take care of Jerry, but like, I know that this is, I want to destroy as much as I can. I want to destroy something beautiful, and right now, Jerry is that beauty. (laughs) (laughs) With that delicious fight club. <laughs> that's so that's so cute and threatening. I'll have uh, I'll still have Grayson roll for the elimination for me, but Tony's helping you out with this one. Yeah. So I'll give you I'll give you like a, a plus one to this roll okay. as well. Thank you. It's an eight. <laughs> and she pulled out to close line Jerry. He's squirrely, he just ducks underneath <laughs> as you both kinda get caught up in the top rope a little bit. 
<laughs> and as you turn around, you see Jerry, probably for the first time in his life, poised and ready to go, ready to wrestle. <laughs> Kashad, what would you like to do? I want to grab my hands out and grab both their heads and oh, smack them together. shit. <laughs> what quack? I just a classic it. Three Stooges. <laughs> and then I'm going to knee Ned Scrapple, like, in the midsection, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then push him off to the side, mm-hmm. and then I slam Grayson into the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. grab Grayson's legs, lift him up onto the top of the turnbuckle, and then I want, I want to grab both the top ropes, and then I want to launch my feet all the way from the mat, all the way up through into Grayson's face, trying to kick them off the the side of the turnbuckle, all the way off into the water. All right. Can I see how he feet. rolls before I respond? Yes. Okay. Nine. All right. With a nine, you go with this assisted kind of drop kick push to pop up Grayson. And as you do, you get enough height where he kind of just hits the the post itself behind the turnbuckle, uh, but has enough strength to kind of hold on. And then I think at this point, since you rolled a 7 and 9, I'm going to kick it over to Ned Scrapple. Yeah, if you're just staying in that position where you're kind of slingshotting yourself upwards, I think I'm just going to stumble over. I'll still be selling the the, um, head button, the knee or whatever, but I'll stumble over and I'll just kind of jump on your bodily, kind of do like what the, the double act sandal um, onto you to kind of just knock you down. Yeah, this gives Grayson enough time to sneak back into the ring uh, still on the turnbuckle as you've got control, Tony. Alright, um, so then if I got control, I'm going to uh, pick up Jerry along with me and I'm going to sh- just ho- kind of hold him up for a feeding frenzy I think, if if that's if it's that time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm so I yes, I'm on I'm on the turnbuckle and I, I get myself back in the ring and I see that you're setting me up for this and I look at the I, I look out and I'm doing the little head side to side thing on the on the top rope oh, yes. and I start going swim or die. Swim or die, and I go for a feeding frenzy. (laughs) Alright, roll plus heat, as every Floridian, every single one is saying swim or die, uh, whether they're watching or not. That's a ten on the dot. As you hit this ten, you hit the assisted feeding frenzy. A glimpse into what this tag team could have been at the very beginning. <laughs> As uh, Kashan, I feel like classic. You kind of pop up from the feeding frenzy, and you're just kind of woozy and dazed until you kind of just stumble over the top rope. Nice. <laughs> Eliminate myself. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> As you have to get back to the sound booth to cue up more sounds for the end of the match. Climbing up the ladder to get back to the sound booth. Like, oh, I like to think all the wrong sounds start playing, though. Like, exactly. <laughs> the last two entrances for Ned's Grapple in and Joey Danson were not the right. They're a little off, a little the too loud. Off, the mix is definitely off. Yeah. <laughs> They were also Buddy Holly because he just had to leave it on a loop. He couldn't select a new track. (laughs) As you both kind of stand up watching Jerry the intern fall into the water, there's a tense moment between Grayson and Ned Scrapple, people's champion. As Adam, you still have control with that 10+. I do. I do. For the first time, 
ever in in Grayson's career. I think he does like a slight respectful like head nod to to Malibu Ned Scrapple as like everything past this point is just business. <laughs> And I, after that nod, I just go into, like, shark mode, and I go for a spear into the ropes. Okay, yeah, I'll, I don't counter it. I'll take the rope. I'll take the spear. Great. If you're just going to take the spear, then I, I like to think, uh, I spear you into the ropes, take a second, do the classic, like, swing you over to the other one as you're bouncing back, uh, clothesline in the middle of the ring. So I prostrate, prostrate in the center of the ring now. <laughs> <laughs> prostrate. I'm prostate in the middle of the ring. Prostate in the of the ring. <laughs> it feels way better than I expected it to. And, uh, <laughs> wish I had done it early in my career, but, you know. <laughs> uh, it's still good to be curious, you know, trying, experimenting, learning new things about yourself. <laughs> Alright, if you're just going to take that as well, then... I would like to go for uh, an eclipse, specifically, um, which is uh, it's a form of DDT that's apparently pretty dangerous uh, that I found uh, from Ember Moon on NXT, <laughs> which looks sick as hell. So I would like to I would like to go for that. Yeah, as you head up, as you know, or prostates are out, you head up to the the top rope for essentially what it is a, a satellite DDT. So from the top rope. Uh, Grayson's gonna try to hit this DDT, and it is dangerous because, like, Ned, you have to roll the exact right way that Grayson is leading you for this, but Grayson, roll plus heat. I feel like you have more momentum than me, Tony. I feel like I have to be so strategic, man. I, I don't know. I think I burned it already. That is a, a 9 on the dice plus 3, so that's a 12. <laughs> Uh, I, I, does it only take one momentum to counter that? To, yeah. To, okay. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll take that hit. Yeah. But then I'll, I'll, um, instead of like a full counter, I just won't go over the ropes. Maybe I'll just take the punishment. Yeah. As Ned Scrapple falls down after the Eclipse DDT, uh, Grayson, you can't, the, the size, the heft of Ned Scrapple, you can't easily <laughs> lift him up over the ropes as you just kind of like, you've got him up towards like the top rope with like the, the, his arm draped over the top rope, but it's just kind of cresting in his armpit as you like struggle to get under his legs that are wobbling to push him over as Tony, you've, you've interrupted. All right. So that interruption, um, I'm going to just Canadian uppercut or whatever, European uppercut him off of me. For a second like that, give him a couple elbows to the face, bionic elbow, Dusty Rhodes style. Um, and then uh, I'm going to push him up against the turnbuckle, and I'm going to look at him, and I want to make sure that the mic can pick me up on this. So I want to make sure somebody's got that <laughs> <laughs> the parabolic mic or whatever um, on me. Um, and I want to say, I'm a domination eek now, which means that we dominate. And <laughs> I know that domination is more than just one person. <laughs> so I'm looking at him and said. Always on top, swim or die. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to <laughs> climb up on the ropes and I'm going to swan dive off the back. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes! hell yeah! <laughs> As Ned Scrabble realizing that, you know, if you get this number one contendership, you're already the people's champion. 
What more do you have to prove by taking all of these belts? You need to dominate the rest of the NWL. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want. Uh, I, I, my my role right now, I feel, is dominating is to die and undermine Clark Page, and I think the best way to do that mm-hmm. is to make Grayson the king of the Regal Ramble. Damn! <laughs> As you slide Holy you, shit! You, you do not prep yourself though as you go into the water net scrabble as full backsplash. Your back is yeah. fucked. <laughs> so red after this. Yeah. Water. I, I wanted to do it gracefully and like on my terms, which is why I countered out of it, but then I fall down and you just hear me going like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> as you hit the water. As Grayson, your music plays as you've won the wet and wild regal wrangle as this was ordained to be i actually booked you as the winner as well Uh, (laughs) i i think i'm um i think it's a very melancholy win for me Mm -hmm. because i think that's what tony was trying to do yeah Yeah. i respect respect his uh his move but at the same time i don't feel like i actually earned it which I feel like is important. It's very important as your music suddenly fades out as you're still getting the cheers. We look up at the Jumbotron, and there's been this countdown going all month that we thought was leading to the Wet n Wild Rail Wrangle, but as we saw at the top of the episode, it was off by like about an hour. As the countdown finally hits five, four, three, two, one, it wasn't a countdown to the wrangle itself, it was a return. Oh. As the screen goes black and these sparklers begin jutting out from the top of the Jumbotron down onto the stage itself, this wall of little explosions. As we hear a rumbling, we hear the wrought iron bars of a gate close. As we hear a familiar guitar riff and probably one of the most famous hardcore callouts for a breakdown of a song. As you hear, Disrespect your surroundings! <laughs> At that second, the gatekeeper rushes out of the wall of sparklers having run through them, and then takes a quick stop at the top of the ramp as the one-night-only event ends as the gatekeeper staring you down. Grayson. You are fucked. I- <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we'll end the Wet and Wild Regal Wrangle. Thank you all for listening. Thanks all of our guests for coming on. Shoutouts for all of them will be at the end of the episode. <laughs> Go to sleep, variables. Thank you once again for all of our guests we had on. Thank you to Adventure Champs. You can check them out at Adventure underscore Champs underscore one. You can also check out Ballad of the Seven Dice at Ballad Seven Dice on Twitter. Also, please check out um, uh, Pokemon of the New Millennium in Apex City and definitely nothing else that's secret. And if you like this, check out the rest of the season and the rest of our Control Group productions. Go to sleep, variables. Fun fact, uh, I'm technically fraternity brothers with The Miz in real life. What the uh, fuck? Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. Also, fun fact, The Miz was, like, the last thing that made me stop wrestling when I was a kid. He, like, came in and I was really hyped for him, and I think he had, like, an icy title shot and he lost, and I was like, fuck wrestling. <laughs> and then I stopped watching it for years. Awesome. Oh, uh, I loved The Miz as a kid. I was like, I watched that season! I watched that season of fucking... Damn. <laughs> the real world, man. Be gay. Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.